his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Good afternoon. It's a beautiful Monday. Well, it's kind of warm, which is nice. I'm loving this warm winter, aren't you? 860-522-9842. Isn't it a beautiful thing to have the heat, the unexpected, the unscheduled, the promised heat? Hey, if this is uh, climate change, I'm on board because this makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? At least in our states, in our cold, cold New England states. This region is nasty in the winter. So little breathers like this work very nicely, don't you think? So Jordan Peterson, I love his I love his thinking about speaking, being careful what you speak. I love his thinking about the words actually having a direct impact back on your internal self. And this is Coleman Hughes who is a political pundit, and he, here is, um, he's a young guy, though, college age, like just after college. Listen to him talk. He's a black guy. Listen to him talk about the controversy over police and how they shoot people. You know, I took, as an, just as, a, as an experiment to show how often this happens, I took a single year. I, I closed my eyes and picked it at random, and I picked 2015 and just listed 10 different unarmed white people that got shot by the cops uh, and killed that year. Most of the cops got off. One of them is a six-year-old kid. And, um, you know, these are, you know, like nobody knows these names because it only gets pumped into the national media when it's a black person, which gives the false impression that it only happens to black people. Now, a lot of people have been, have suffered for speaking uh, uh, statistical truths like this, just representing the truth of the science which uh, people like to talk about believing in, but in actuality, they don't. They love to deny the science. But here is a young black man who's talking about, in the midst of all the furor over shootings and the accusations that police are disproportionately targeting uh, black people, he says no. Right, like everyone knows the, the name George Floyd, as they should. Uh, but uh, very few people know the name Tony Timpa, I found, which is this guy from Dallas in 2017 that was killed on camera with a knee on the top of his neck for 13 minutes, and the cops joking the whole time. It was the closest example to a George Floyd that, um, that, that I'm aware of. In so when you think about what, what Jordan Peterson was saying and the need to tell the truth, if you want to have a healthy psyche, I, I find that pretty powerful too. 
Mark Christopher in the VPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Hey there, Mark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. That's very frenetic, just like me, frantic, running around in circles. 860-522-9842. I'm mocking myself. I'm not like that. Sometimes you have such a great night out with friends or colleagues at a bar you don't even notice when 2 a.m. rolls around and suddenly it's closing time, says this story at WTNH, Channel 8. The headline proposal would keep Connecticut bars open until 4 a.m. Is this needed? But a new proposal could change all that. There is one in the state legislature that would allow bars to be open and serve alcohol until 4 a.m. Now, I don't know why they're doing this. I wonder why they would do this. Because I, I think there'll be such strong pushback against it. But sometimes they like to float these ideas for unknown reasons. I don't get it. To test this proposition, the proposal listed nine cities in Connecticut to give it a test drive. Bridgeport, Danbury, Hartford, New Haven, New London, Norwalk, Stamford, Waterbury, and West Hartford. So Hartford and West Hartford, part of a legislative proposal to keep bars open until 4 a.m. Does anybody think that that's necessary? Does anybody support it? And does anybody feel about it the way I do, which is uh, I would like to see all government regulation done away with. I'd really like to see government done away with. Because the most dangerous force in our midst is government. And I'd like somebody to tell me a more dangerous force. What has created more destruction on the planet than government? And why do we so blindly go along with something that is so clearly destructive? Why do, why do we fail to see it as destructive? There's a part of us that thinks that somehow people in a state legislative body paying absolutely no attention to anybody like there is no demand for testing out a 4 a.m. opening time for bars why do they do it you know they just like to play games with their power so let's take the power away I don't particularly care what time bars are closed but I do think those things should be decided through some mechanism other than the worst most dangerous organization in American society government that's my feeling about it. 860-522-9842. Does anybody disagree with me when I say the government is the worst force on the planet, the most dangerous force? This doesn't usually upset people when I say it, which I find surprising, because when I say the same thing about unions, oh, people call up, they want to defend, which are tr is true about unions, too, because unions are just a tool of government to trick us uh, by transferring power that should be in the hands of the state legislature under our system and, and give it over to a special interest group in a kickback scheme, in an election rigging scheme. The purpose of unions, particularly public sector unions, is rigging elections. So why do we go along with it? Well, why do we go along with government at all when all they do is destroy us and rob us blind? It's amazing. And they want to mess around with, with legalizing marijuana, but not really legalizing it. Just giving, creating a loophole through which people can make money selling marijuana so they can take some of the money. Well, alcohol, that's how alcohol operates. Somebody called in and said the reason they want to open bars until 4 a.m. is so they can make more money. But uh, 
I don't know. I think they're already getting all the the easy money off of booze that they don't deserve already. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's talk to Dave in Northfield. Hi, Dave. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, it it all comes down to money. It's a win-win situation for them. I mean, when things go good, they get the tax revenue from selling the booze. When things go bad, they get the money from uh, bagging people for DUIs and stuff. Uh huh. So it's and, all part of the scam in your mind. Well, I I can tell you right now, I'm old enough where when I was back in grade school, you know. I would have gone for the legalization of marijuana. And I said to myself back then, this is never going to happen. They will never allow it to happen. And here we are now. Well, they're, what they're really allowing to happen is for, instead of having the money stay in the pockets of regular people, they, now they're going to transfer some of that money into into government control. Yeah, but where's it go when it gets into government? It goes into a black hole somewhere. That's right. Ultimately, is somebody's pocket. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm opposed opposed to it. If they want to make new laws about marijuana, it should be to get government out of the marijuana business. Why do we need government to tell us about what substances to smoke or drink? All right, and and like I said, the fact that they vilified it so much back when I was in grade school. Which I'm in my 60s now. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I am thoroughly convinced that if they could get money off it, they would legalize hunting humans. <laughs> then they would lose taxpayers. But I, I get your drift, Dave. All right, thank you for the call. See, I just said it. While Dave was calling in, I was saying it, that people, that's how people look at it, that it's all about tax revenue. I don't know if it's quite that simple. But certainly that's a big part of it. But government works in lots of devious, exploitative ways. And money, yeah, money, they're after money for sure. And they do want to transfer more of the wealth out of the economy and into the hands of government. It's destructive and hateful, but that's what they like. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, hello, Roland. I hung up on I, I had a This is Todd. You're on the air. Oh, oh, hello, Todd. Hey there. Who's this? Yeah, this is Rob Lick the Boot. Hello, Rob. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I'm calling, I don't know if you're you're a pretty intelligent, you know, you perceive to be. Um, but now here's the scenario about the economy. Um, you have this woman like, um, like maybe Zsa Gabor or somebody like that goes into a hotel, and they want a hotel room, and they got their little fluffy puppy, little you know, a little dog, but the dog can't have no smell of cigarette smoke. So she gives $200 down to the hotel people who own the private guy who owns the hotel. It's a guarantee it'll be a private room, no smell. And she says, okay, I'll be back at 11 o'clock. This is 7 in the morning. So that guy gives that money to the hairdresser for his daughter having a birthday party. Then the hairdresser takes the money and gets his car fixed. Then the guy who gets the car fixed, the business owner takes that $200 and ends up bringing his wife out to dinner. Then it continues on. But then the woman comes back 
and her dog smells cigarette smoke. So guess what the hotel owner does? Gives her back the 200 bucks. And your point is what? That look what that money did, and it didn't do nothing. And that's what that's what the food stamps is to the third power. Food stamps is money that doesn't do anything in terms of generating economic activity. Is that what you're saying? Ah, but but what this woman did with her little dog, and you know that little, but she still got her money back. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't sufficient to her dog's uh, sniff standards. But, but I, I don't really. I did, can you explain it another way? I don't understand the larger uh, picture. Well, well, she so she basically put up two hundred bucks up front, and the whole the the hotel owner thought that was money in the bank. Yeah. So he ended up, uh, you know, getting stuff for his daughter's birthday. So the the caterer who was doing the daughter's birthday, he used that money to fix the guy's, tr- you know, his truck. The caterer who was doing, then the caterer had to go to the, you know, tow truck company who did the fixing. So that, and then later on down the road, the lady got her money back, and and it still stimulated the economy, and nothing really happened. I don't know if you could fathom that. Well, it, except that she would then take the two hundred dollars somewhere else and inject it into the economy there. So that yeah, yeah, but look, but look what it did temporarily, and there was no money actually sacrificed. Well, then each of those people, I mean, somebody along the way would have to suffer for the loss of the two hundred dollars that they'd already spent, but they didn't have that, it. That anymore. would be that would be the uh, the, the hotel guy, or in, in this particular well, each, instance, each person along the chain of spending that you're talking about. So really, there's no benefit to anybody. Everybody's suffering along the way, but it it's a small suffering. I I don't think I I get what you're trying to say. I don't know that that example says it. But I think you know, um, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, the, there's better ways to, for the economy to roll than just raise interest rates. That's uh, my whole other point. But that's a whole another story. All right, sir. Good to hear from you. Thank you yeah, for yeah, taking yeah, the time yeah, to call. The good work. All right. Good to hear from you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We've got uh, Todd in Farmington. Hello, Todd. Yes. Thank I you, sir, for the call. You got it. I think, um, Todd, that uh, it's a two-way street. Democrat, if they, if the, the people that want to say that want the virus to stay open at four o'clock, they're going to say they tried. And for the people that don't want it and it gets shot down, they will say, "Gee, it got shot down." It's just another way for them to pick up votes, you know, because of some people. I would think so if it was extending at eleven p.m. to twelve or at twelve to one. Or well, one to two. What, uh, when I was when I was going to bars when I was in my twenties and staying out really late, there used to be a cafe, which was somebody that could be open from one to two o'clock. And I don't really know what kind of license that was, but there were several places that you could go. And what happened was that all the bartenders and all the waitresses and all the you know the hot ladies that were working all mm-hmm. went to those places. It was a lot of fun, you know, and customers like myself just got more drunk. And So you're drunk. saying this would be the last place that was open, and then every, so everybody was converging there who'd been, who was involved with nightlife. Yeah, and exactly what you, which if you happen to be with a young lady or, a, you know, a good friend, you would say, hey, let's go to West Hartford, the place is open, and you'd pack them in for at least an hour or more, 
you know, that cabaret ta- that cabaret license was kind of fun in my mind. Well, so that makes sense to have an add-on hour in a community that supports that. I, I don't know if West Hartford is that kind of community today. Yeah, it's, it, it's ridiculous. Like New York, they're open all night, and if you want, if you want government out of it, don't even let government tell, tell you anything where they can go. Well, that's you know, how I feel about it. Government can't be trusted. They've proven themselves not trustworthy. But I think it's the way street votes, and because it sounds so much fun for the younger people. You were young one. I can't remember that far back, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. 860-522-9842. East Hartford, it's Don. Hi, Don. Hello, Todd. I, I, um, I need a minute to, to take you to task. Please. I was listening to you just now. We're talking to an African American about um, police shootings and the numbers, right? I wasn't talking to him. I was just playing a sound bite from his uh, in- interview. Yeah, well, he's, he's either not well informed or, or, or I don't know, but you should know better than that, Todd. I give you some numbers. Um, white America is 57.8%, Latinos is 18.7%. Blacks is 12.1% as of 2020. But when it comes to police murders, blacks suffer 5.9 per million compared to whites 2.4 per million. 5.9 for blacks is only 12 to 14%. While while whites is nearly 58% only suffer 2.4% per million. So how is that fair? I'm sorry, I can't fall. It's too many numbers going by at too high a speed, Don. No, I said... So what you're saying is that his stats are not accurate, that... He he made it... No, the way he was coming across as if if white people were dying like crazy from police. It's not true. Well, he wasn't trying to make that argument. He was trying to refute the impression that the media creates by only covering police killings of black people while white okay. people are also getting killed point accepted now, and i'm saying when i looked it up it's it's, it's whites are almost 58 percent in this country but yet it's only 2.4 percent per million from police killing while yes. blacks are 12.1 13 percent are near somewhere there and their, their killing is 5.9 percent per million. Yeah, but I wonder, I wonder what percentage of Black Americans are forced to live in Democratic strongholds where that kind of violence is happening at much higher rates. I agree. I, you and I, you and I always agree on that. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend, an, another Jamaican friend of mine, two nights ago. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Don. If you can hold on, I'd love to get this point. We have to get to a traffic update and news, but if you can wait, we can get your point, which I'd love. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher sees all those cars. Yes, sir. What? His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nothing from the Todd Feinberg Show. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yes, indeed. 860-522-9842. We'll do the rants in a little over a half an hour. Don, finish up. Go ahead. Yes. Like I was saying, all the social ills that affect um, the inner cities where minorities live. I agree with you. It's the fault of the Democrats. So my friend and I, were, we, should, we, should, we, have, we have a choice. We either keep voting for the same crap or we stay home and, and allow the, the, the Republicans to come to take office. But then what are they going to be offering us? And that, that is what is scaring us. Why we, don't, why we don't vote for them? Well, if you keep voting for the people who give you bad results, because other people might give you bad results, then you're locked in, you, you've locked yourself into a prison of nothing changing. So the only yeah, choice yeah, you have is to, well, so vote for somebody different. Doesn't have to be Republicans. Vote for uh, Libertarian. Vote for uh, any, any other party you want to vote for. But if you keep giving the bad guys your vote, then you're reinforcing bad results. I don't know about bad guys because I I don't see both. Neither side are good for black people. Neither side is good for black people. Well, you haven't given Republicans a chance, but it doesn't have to be Republicans. You can go to other people, put together a little group of uh, friends who feel the same way, and, and go make a pitch to somebody to be willing to pursue certain uh, agenda items for you. Don, thank you so much for the call. You know, you can't keep doing the same thing as all. Mike in Manchester. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, uh, you, um, we are talking earlier about the uh, complete legalization of marijuana. And no, I don't like it. I don't like it because when you smoke marijuana, it becomes a toxin. If people ingest it in other ways, I wouldn't mind as much. But that's a, that's a smaller uh, part of my issue as to why I don't like the whole thing. I don't like it because the legalization of marijuana, the bar staying open until 4 a.m., uh, you know, these are... I don't like the mentality, I think, or in the purpose I think the state has behind it. It is give them their debauchery so that they don't notice that they're all frogs in a slowly boiling pot of water. The, uh, the boiling pot of water is government. Right. So the way to, my point is get rid of government so we can stop uh, having the boiling going on. And, and that's all. It's a very simple point, I think, and a simple argument. That the we are dying in an ever heating, slowly heating, I guess, pot of of water that's coming to a boil. And the uh, the analogy with the frog is we don't notice if it's slow enough, 
and we just uh, get destroyed by the heat. And that's what's happening to us now with the, t the taxation and the waste of assets and the horrible leadership that government offers. 860-522-9842. Unlike WTIC, which offers you only great stuff like Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, who stays out all night long, but so what? Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, what's happening with you? Good stuff, I guess, because you're here listening to us. Thank you for that. 860-522-9842. Chris Powell joining us in a moment. Let's just talk to Jim in the truck. Hey, Jim. How you doing? What's up? Do you like clean water? Do you uh, like clean air? Sometimes. Do you, well, that's all government. Do you like EMS? Do you like fire departments? Do you like police no, I, do, I don't like uh, getting ripped off by... Uh, but do, you do you like the lack of asbestos? Do you like no lead in your gasoline? So you're saying your these are achievements that can be reached no other way but by having government. Is that, I said government. Is that your point? I'm not saying that. What I said was government did that. Okay. What I'm like saying is like we have been – no, no, I, we've gotten enough of your questions, and you've said what your point was. Government has done things that are good. Therefore, government is good and we need to keep it would be the logical conclusion of your point, which I disagree with. Government has robbed us blind and destroyed the greatest wealth ever created by mankind just so they can – Use it to uh, engrandize themselves and rig elections. So I like, would say it's not worth it like, to like have a like what's the that? private sector, like the private sector with Enron. no. The private sector generates all income, and and the government is just no, a leech organization that employer. takes it. What's that? The government's the largest employer, using money from the private sector. That's the problem. They shouldn't be the largest employer. The I only agree. way government I, 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 can I grow. You need, you need a combination. You can't well, have you, no government. We have been, so I understand the instinct that you're espousing. We have been led to believe because people in government are always running up or with guns are always running up saying we need them. And the people with guns become government and they keep telling us we need more of them. And we become conditioned to the idea that there's no way to live without them. But if you actually think it through, Jim, I believe you can reach a point where you can see we might find a much better way to do things if we could com uh, create a competitive environment where government has to prove itself like everybody else in the world has to do. I think that if you're handicapped, you like parking in front of uh, a facility or a business. or a We've already been down this path, Jim, and those points are moot points because we know that even if by accident a, a clock will be stopped once in a while and that stopped clock will be right once in a while. That doesn't mean that the entirety of the enterprise is productive. And that with the state of Connecticut, $150 billion in debt, and the federal government, $32 trillion in debt almost, we can look and we can see there's enormous destructiveness. And that's just the beginning of the walk down that path. Thank you, Jim, for the call. Think about it, though. I want to talk to you more about it some other time. Chris Powell joins us now. Hello there, Chris. Hey, Todd. Nice to be here. You wrote a, an interesting column the other day about the um, there's this these gadfly political activists, liberty activists maybe, running around with video cameras, uh, harassing people, I guess, in working in, in government jobs. 
And as much as I'm against government, it struck me that this doesn't seem very productive. So I was interested in your take on it. Yeah, these uh, these folks seem to be barging into town halls, mostly in Fairfield County, with uh, cell cell phone uh, video uh, cameras or GoPros or something, and uh, disconcerting and sometimes annoying the employees uh, by taking video of them and then running home and posting it on on YouTube. Uh, I, there was an incident, I guess, in uh, in Ridgefield a few weeks ago. Uh, one town employee uh, got so annoyed uh, about being uh, video recorded, she swatted the uh, video recorder with a with a file folder and got suspended for a week and charged with disorderly conduct. But uh, that was that was quickly dismissed because no real harm was was done. But you're right; I, I don't really see what these guys are are trying to to prove uh, that getting into town hall during business hours is, has not been I don't think it's ever been a, a a problem in Connecticut even during the the epidemic you could you could get some assistance to get what you you needed from town hall when they had to be closed but uh you know these guys could do something uh valuable I mean just taking the the video doesn't really accomplish anything but uh you know they could they could ask for and examine certain records that are I seldom uh, asked for and examined. I suggested in the column that they they ask for uh, records of uh, employee uh, uh, discipline and and suspension and, and and reprimand just to see if there's any management in the town government uh, workforce. Uh, you know, certainly they could they could uh, they could ask for uh, uh, school documents. Uh, school systems are always doing a lot of stuff they don't want the public to know about. Uh, People could go to a school superintendent's office and ask for access to all the the curriculum uh, materials. So they could ask for access to teacher evaluations, which in Connecticut, uh, uniquely among all government employee evaluations, teacher evaluations are exempt. It's so from, bizarre. Uh, from the freedom of well, it's, it's you can understand it. I mean, the teacher unions are the the most fearsome special interest in the state, and. Uh, they have gotten the uh, the exemption. Uh, in, in fact, I think back in uh, around 1980 or so, it was my request for access to teacher evaluation records that that got the uh, Connecticut Education Association running into the legislature and and demanding an exemption. And uh, I think they got it within a month, and it uh, it passed in the House something like 150 to four, and it passed on the consent calendar in the. In the Senate, uh, the, you know, state government was so terrified of the teacher unions. They, you know, they were they were declaring, "Oh, the public has no no interest at all in in the evaluation of teachers. We're going to take this, uh, you know, right out of the public's hands." You know, so these guys at the video cameras, they, you know, they could do something useful if they wanted to by asking and examining records. But, uh, you know, just videotaping people at their at their desks in town hall. I mean, okay, maybe. Maybe one day they'll catch somebody sleeping, but what is that going to prove? Yeah, it's a very interesting case because clearly what you're pointing out, there are vulnerabilities that government gets away with, for the most part, having uninvestigated. And if somebody wants to be a citizen activist who's out there trying to find the malfeasance of government that's sitting there in not quite plain sight, but pretty plain sight, it's accessible, uh, it's available, but somehow they're enthralled with the the appeal of, of technology and, and the power it provides, even if there's no good application of that power. Yeah, I think they, they, they're just trying to 
annoy or or presume to lord it over people and you know that that that, that doesn't do anything except feed their egos I guess. And what else are you uh, seeing that affects you in terms of the uh, ridiculousness of the state these days? <laughs> I don't know where where do you uh, where do you start? <laughs> I, I did write one the other day, uh, noting that uh, the General Assembly has never it never takes uh, undertakes investigations of anything anymore. They they used to have a program review and investigation committee, but they uh, they got rid of it. Uh, uh, years ago, of course, they had public hearings, but none of the testimony is compelled. It's all volunteered by people who are trying to spin the issue one way, one way, way or another. Uh, New London Day uh, last year exposed uh, uh, some pretty substantial malfeasance and, and and even corruption in the New London State Peer Peer Project. Uh, project. Uh, a lot of overspending, spectacular overspending there. Uh, you know, if the legislature was really serving the public interest, uh, you know, it, it would have had an investigation of that overspending and that corruption. But of course, there was a political campaign going on, and the governor was seeking re-election. So, uh, any investigation of uh, the mismanagement of the state peer project was uh, was foreclosed. Well, they uh, could do it now. Case. Well, well, yeah, of course they could do it now. More, more recent case that. Uh, has bothered me and I think a few other people is the the murder of a woman in Milford, uh, Julie Minogue, uh, uh, a, a month ago, uh, allegedly by her former uh, boyfriend and uh, uh, baby daddy uh, who had been harassing her and she'd gotten a protective order against them. But protective orders are useless. They're just state government's excuse for not protecting uh, abused women. Uh, she uh, complained to the Milford police that uh, the guy was harassing her with text messages in violation of the protective order. Uh, the cops uh, uh, applied to a prosecutor for an arrest warrant. The prosecutor returned the warrant application to the cops saying it uh, was insufficient, asking for elaboration, and then it just disappeared. Uh, it was never uh, resubmitted, and uh, now the guy's accused of... Uh, uh, you know, breaking into her house and killing her with an axe when, you know, she should have had a police stationed at her door. She should have had more than a protective order. Uh, and, you know, who's, well, are you who's saying there should be there should be a more, a more powerful mechanism available? Well, yeah, the only way to protect abused women like uh, like Julie Minogue is prompt prosecution. Uh, and we don't do that in Connecticut. We just give them a piece of paper and have it served against their abusers and saying, you know, you got to stay away from her. And, of course, if they want to kill the, 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 the woman, they just go kill the woman anyway. The piece of paper is useless. Uh, I think the, uh, the group that monitors this, uh, uh, this awful practice uh, said there is something like uh, 12 uh, domestic violence murders in, in Connecticut uh, last year. Uh, maybe uh, Julie Minogue was the, was the 13th. Uh, protective orders are nothing. They're the, they're the excuse state government gives for not protecting women who are being threatened and, and, and abused. The only solution here is prompt prosecution. Uh, when are we going to have a hearing on that, on the failure of the criminal justice system in, in Connecticut to, to protect the abused women? Um, you know, this is... This is this is this is a, an issue of life and death, Todd, and uh, it, it it screams for investigation. But you know the legislature is, isn't even looking at it. We're talking to Chris Powell, Journal Inquirer. The um, it seems that the government is eager to do things it doesn't need to be doing, and 
maybe doesn't even have the right to do, but the basic responsibility that are that they have to do things that are desperately needed, they love to ignore those things. Well, I'll, I'll give you another example. The Connecticut Mirror did a story, I guess, last week about uh, how uh, U.S. Representative John Larson's <clears throat> proposal to uh, rearrange the Hartford area right. highways and to put miles of them under under tunnels uh, is being considered more seriously. And you know, maybe there's some state money and a lot of federal money available for this. And and the whole thing would, you know, take, uh, you know, 10 or 20 years and cost $17 billion. <laughs> and I'm thinking, do we really need this? I mean, I, I, I think you can get around the Hartford area fairly adequately on the highways we have now. And, you know, putting highways and tunnels uh, is going to create technical problems that are always going to, you know, be requiring the repair and, and remediation. Well, you know, what about abused women? What about the, the 12 or 13 who were murdered last year because state government wouldn't uh, wouldn't protect them? You got $17 billion really lying around to, to, to you know, put the, the highways in some tunnels? Is that really our most compelling need in Connecticut? Have we got we got most of the kids in the state never never reach uh, proficiency at grade level. I mean, 50% is, you're, you're lucky if you get to 50% in the school system at proficiency. Uh, you know, we, we've we've got $17 billion to move highways around, and we can't, uh, you know, get kids educated. We can't uh, protect uh, abused women. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's madness to me. Apparently, Chris, the money is endless. Well, the inflation is endless too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that guy, uh, previous caller, was asking, you know, don't you like this? Don't you like that? Well, uh, all those things are nice, but you know, we, we, you know, the government admits we've got ten percent inflation. If you you go by the the calculation for inflation that we used to have, we've got twenty percent inflation. So, you know, you can like certain things in government as long as you know you don't fall in love with government. Well put, Chris Powell. As always, thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd. We'll talk to you again next week. Chris Powell from the Journal Inquirer, 860-522-9842. We're going to get ourselves a newscast in a moment, and after news, we'll bring you the rants. We'll take phone calls during the rants. We've I found this old rant file, I don't know, from a year and a half ago maybe. It was mislabeled, and I just uh, stumbled upon it. I don't think it's ever been aired, but there's some really good rants in it. So, uh, it, And it's fun to look back and see what was on people's mind, which was this is back when Ned was proposing the um, the bonus for going back to work. Remember that? It's, it's good stuff. So that'll be in the rants uh, coming up in the next half hour. 540 today, Michael Lebowitz will be here. We'll talk to Lebo. How about that? So, uh, and we will talk more about this whole idea of of government being the problem. And if we really understand how acutely and obviously government is the problem, I think it will make our political philosophies uh, come together much more easily. So stay tuned for that. 860-522-9842, the BBS, the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, where Mr. Mark Christopher resides and... His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.